Hey, I'm just letting you know we're two weeks away from Valentine's Day, all right? You're welcome. Get your stuff together, all right? Get your flowers together. And I don't mean like two packs of flour. I mean like flowers that grow in the ground. Get your flowers, get your gifts, get your chocolate. You got two weeks to get it together. You ready? No, you're not because you didn't even say anything. None of you are ready. Not even the women said anything. Everybody is like, Valentine's Day is two weeks away. Two weeks, guys. Go ahead and get it done. Get your brownie points in ahead of time, though, just in case you disappoint with the gift, all right? I'm just letting you know you're welcome for that sage advice. Uh, we've got a brand new relationship series starting on February 14th. Uh, that Sunday called Love Song. Uh, you may not know this, but actually relationships, the month of February, that series is the, one of the most attended series of the year uh, for Radiate Church. And uh, we've watched people walk in with uh, divorce papers and walk out with their marriage. And uh, man, it's just amazing. It's been great to see all that stuff. So we want you to, to be here. Go ahead. You got two weeks to get your invites out, get your people here. It's going to be a great Great time. As you're getting your notes and your pens and your Bibles and all that stuff out and ready to rock and roll, I want to let you know today, as you've already found out several times, today is Life Group Sunday. Somebody make some noise in the house. Woo-hoo! Life Group Sunday, it's a very big deal for us, and it's not because it's a program for us. Life Groups is a part of the DNA of this church. It's just what we do. It's uh, a lot of people, I get asked this a lot because around here this is a popular thing. Uh, do we offer services during the week or on Sunday nights, Wednesday nights or anything like that? And my response is always no. We, we get together and do life together during the week in people's homes and we learn together, we grow together, we carry life together um, here at Ready 8. And I just, I just, it's so important to us to be a part of that. And we didn't start Ready 8 Church to just fill a room. I believe filling a room is a byproduct of God's move and what he's doing in our lives because I think if God is actually doing something in our lives, we probably need to be loud about that. We need to be louder about that than we are about Starbucks getting our order wrong. Anybody? Come on. Or somebody making us mad, and uh, that's just a byproduct. But we came together and we started Radiate Church to build relationships with people that were going to be life-changing so that we can engage and experience what God was doing in our lives and we can grow together. And so we want you to be a part of that on the way out. Pastor Travis is going to give us some information on that on the way out today um, on how we can do that. Just get some information, sign up for a life group. And I am pumped about the newest life group. We've been hosting this one, uh, my wife and I, at our house for about six months um, every other week, we've had middle schoolers and high schoolers at our house, and we've done a small group with them or life groups with them. And we are now launching uh, today uh, tribe students because every student does, belongs to a tribe of people to where we can, we can grow together, we can learn together, we can do life together. And uh, I think we need to give it up for the next generation of students in the room and at our church. So if you're a middle schooler or a high schooler, get some information on that today. And not only are we doing tribe groups, like tribes, we're doing tribe nights once a quarter to where it'll be a specific middle school service in here. We're going to blow it out, man. It's going to be so much fun. Games and crazy stuff and speakers and worship. It's going to be great. And high school. So uh, we'll have a middle school and a high school tribe night. It's going to be so good. I, can't, I cannot wait. So make sure that you get signed up or you get your friends or your family members signed up that are in that age group. So I'm just pumped. I love Life Group Sunday. It's one of the most important times of the year for our church and what we do and what we're about. And here's why. Here's why. Because I don't know if you realize this or not. I don't know if you get this or not. But the truth of the matter is, 
is we are in a time where it is the easiest it's ever been to be isolated. You know what I'm saying? And that's why today I want to I preach the message. I want to talk to you for a few minutes about the concept that I will connect. And I, I want you to know, it's not, I'm not preaching this just because we want you to sign up for a life group. Even online you can sign up for a life group. You'll get information on that. But I, I don't want to preach it just because, oh, it's life group Sunday. We're going we're gonna to connect and we want you to sign up for a group so our numbers look good. I want you to hear me when I say this. It ain't about that. It's about the fact that we're in a time where it is the most easy, it is the easiest it's ever been to be isolated. We were fine up until March of 2020. Like, we were good. We could go to Target. We could go on a date night without ladies trying to figure out what mask matches their outfit. It's not you're waiting on them to get their makeup done now. It's you're waiting on them to figure out what mask they're going to wear. Anybody with me? There, nobody. Okay, all right, just my wife. All right, great. Right? It's, it's easy to be isolated. We're told stay six feet away or more. Wear a mask so you don't have real... In fact, if you can do it, just, just digitally connect with people. And I'm not saying any of that's bad because I think you need to be safe. So don't take this as a COVID thing. I'm just saying like it's easier to be isolated now than it's ever been in the history of our world. Because... I think digital, digital relationship and connection is what's kind of hurt physical relationships anyway. Because we think everything's supposed to be through a screen now. We can, we can type something to somebody, but we can't have face-to-face -face conversations. And, come on, somebody. So I just believe we're in a place where it's easiest to be isolated, but God actually created us to be connected. God actually created us to be relational. God created us to be together. That's what, in fact, the entire gospel of Jesus, the entire Bible was written and given for one reason, relationships. That's it. Do you know why you're here? Do you know why you're here? You may think, well, I'm here to do this, I'm here to do that. And some of that may be true. But let me tell you why you're here. I'm going to give you the easiest answer ever right now. You ready? You're here on earth for one reason, to be loved. You're here to be loved. You're here for God to love you. And if we can learn how to just be loved, how to be connected, everything about the God. I know y'all are like, that's too simple. No. We're his sons and we're his daughters. We're, we're, we're not his paid hirelings. We serve because he loves us. We serve because we love him. Are you with me today? Are you in the room today? We're meant for relationships. We're meant for connections, even the most introverted person in the world. And some of you may go, right here, that's me. I'd raise my hand, but I don't want anybody to see me. <laughs> even the most introverted person in the world has some kind of drive on the inside of them that forces them to want and desire connection from someone. All of us do. We were meant, we were created that way, we were wired that way. Some of us were wired to want relationships with everybody that we could ever see. Some of us were wired to give me relationships with three people, and I'm good, but we're still wired for connection. We're still wired for relationships. In fact, I love how the Apostle Paul and, and his team writes it to the church of Ephesus in Ephesians, not, not Ephesians, Ephesians chapter 2, verse 19. He says it like this. He's, he's talking to him. He's talking about the sacrifice of Jesus, and he's talking about life in God. And, and then he says this in verse 19. He says, so then... You are no longer strangers and aliens, but you are fellow citizens with the saints. You are now 
included with everybody else that has been uh, given their life to Jesus and accepted his sacrifice. We are connected, your fellow citizens with the saints, and you are of God's household. In other words, I can break that whole verse down in three words, and it just happens to be the three words that a radiate church says all the time, and it says, you belong here. This is what Paul is saying. Through the sacrifice of Jesus, the love of God, and his desire of connection with you, you belong here. I know what you did. I know how bad it was. I know how it feels. I know what it seems like. I just need you to know you still belong here through Jesus. And I just need to talk to some first-time guests or second-time guests or people that have not plugged into Radiate Church yet. Or if you're watching online, we got people in in, in, in Tallahassee, Florida, we got people in South Carolina, we got people in Texas, we got people all over this country that are watching and chatting with us this morning. Watch this. If you're here in the room or you're online, I need you to know something. You are home. Welcome home to the family of God through the sacrifice of Jesus and to radiate. You're home. Welcome home. That's it. We all want to be connected. I love that concept that Paul's talking about. But watch this. I need, I need you to know this before we get into the three points of connection today. And it's this. This is so important. Middle schoolers, high schoolers, singles, dating. I need you to hear me when I say this. Please, even married folk need to hear this. No connection with anyone else will ever make up for a lack of connection with God. No connection. I don't care how many friends you have. I don't care the status you have. I don't care if you walk around with a silver microphone or a gold-plated microphone on the biggest stage in the world. I don't care how popular you are. I don't care the influencer you are on Instagram. None of that. Hear me. No connection with people will ever make up for a lack of connection with God. I know in my life, I, I used to think, well, the more friends I had, it made it that I was more accepted and loved and desirable, right? The more numbers I could get of girls. And I know y'all look at me and like, you didn't get numbers. Listen, I, I knew how to play the game, all right? Anyway, we, just kidding. Maybe. Um, the more numbers I could get, the more loved I was. The more dumb things I could do to create laughter, the more I was justified and I was okay in what I was doing. Watch this. But there was still a hole, and it wasn't until I hit rock bottom in a, in a hospital room to where I was like, man, you know what I realized is my relationships, the people were great, but they weren't my God. And I had created them to be my God. But watch this. Relationships come and relationships go. There's few relationships in your... I need to set somebody free today. There's some relationships in your life that you think are eternal, and they're not. You have very few relationships that will be with you until the end. And hear me, that's okay. Relationships come, relationships go. Connections come, connections go. It's all about what do we do with them in the moment? How do we steward them? They cannot become your God. I hit that rock bottom and I was like, man, people come, people go. People disappoint, people do things wrong. Hear me, if you stay at Radiate Church long enough, you'll learn something. We're not a perfect church because if we were, I'd screw it up. I would. Because I'm going to let you down at some point. I'm going to forget the text. I'm going to forget the call. I'm not going to email you. I'm going to this. I'm going to forget to tell you something. But I don't know. I'm going to make a decision. You're going to be like, that's not how we did it at my church. And I'm going to be like, that's why you're not at your church anymore. Anyway, sorry. 
Laughter. It's good medicine for the soul. Because we all mess it up. There's no connection with someone that will ever make up for a connection with God. The first thing we have to do, in fact, Jesus says the most important commandment we could ever do is this. Watch this. Love God, and then what? Love others. So he says everything that we do can be filtered around one word. One four-letter word. No, it's not that one. Love. Just love. What is love? You can't love something you don't connect with. You don't love somebody you can't connect to. You don't love somebody you're not with. It's like Valentine's Day is coming up. And you, it's like you go 364 days, right? And you never talk to your spouse. You never talk to her. And when you do, it's like, take the trash out or pick this up or do this or you're arguing or whatever. And then on that one day, you're like, oh, you're so beautiful. You're amazing. I'm giving you my life. You've given me yours. All this stuff, right? I don't know why I'm talking to that voice. It just kind of fits. And I talk about love. It's like doing that. Buying the flowers, buying the chocolates, buying the teddy bears, buying the whatever, lingerie, whatever you're doing, I don't know. Why y'all acting like that? Y'all married? Some of you. The rest of you don't buy that stuff. Anyway, <laughs> watch this. What if you did all that, but you had no connection with them the rest of the year? It'd be pointless. Wouldn't it? They'd be like, what you trying to butter me up for? You, hadn't, you, you don't even know my favorite color. You don't even know my favorite candy bar. You don't even know where I like to go eat. You don't even know where I work. You don't even know how to put your boxers in the, in the clothes hamper. Right? Let's talk about real life. Let's connect with God. And then let's connect with people. And let's appreciate both. Because here's the reality. We were meant. We were meant to do life together. That's one of our core values here at Radiate Church. We were meant to do life together. Not alone, not isolated, not single, together. Together, together, together. We were meant to lift the weight of this life together. I don't know about you, but I need people in my life. I can't do it alone. I can't go through this alone. I can't make this thing happen alone. This church that you get to come to on Sundays, some of you serve, some of you don't. If you don't, you're missing out on one of the greatest experiences you ever could. But I'm telling you, like the church that you get to be a part of, watch this. I don't do this by myself. I can't go visit over 500 people by myself. I can't lead, lead that many people. I can't do an online campus and sound and lights and play the guitar and sing and do production and do safety and parking team and radiate kids and, 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 and care and, and all the, I don't know, all the other stuff that I don't even know that happens. It's a team. We do life together. We do life together. We get to come together and go, man, we're going to change lives this week. And we're going to have a lot of fun doing it, and we're going to laugh. That's why we do life together. Three ways that connections make you better. Are you ready? All right, three of you. Here we go. Three ways connections make us better. Number one is connections share. Connections share. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, in verse 8, Paul and, and Timothy and Sylvanius, they're, they're writing to the church in Thessalonica, and here's what they say. I love this scripture. This is actually Pastor Travis's life verse. He, he talks about it all the time, and, and, and where this came from for me 
was a conversation him and I have had about it so many times. Watch this. He, they, they write, and they're talking to a church, and they say this. Having so fond an affection for you. In other words, I like you so much. Like, I don't just like pastoring you. I don't just like being your preacher or your leader. They go, I like you. I have a fond, a good affection or love for you. I just love you. I love being around you. You ever been around people you don't love to be around? Family reunions. You show up and you're like broccoli casserole. That's why I'm here. Praise God. Right? <laughs> he said, I'm not just here for broccoli casserole. I'm here because I have a fond affection of you. I love you. And I have family that goes to this church, so that wasn't meant for you. <laughs> Having so fond an affection for you, we were well pleased to impart to you not only the gospel of God, but also our own lives. Because you had become very dear to us. Here's what they say. We love you so much. We care about you so much that we're just not going to just tell you how to live. We're not just going to preach scriptures to you and just say, here's what you should do. We're going to share our lives with you. We're going to celebrate with you. We're going to cry with you. We're going to be angry with you. We're going to be happy with you. We're going to struggle through the theology of this scripture. We're going to struggle through the theology of that one. We're going to understand this one, and we're going to help you through this problem. In other words, they say you're going to see our ups and our downs, our real life, not our highlights. I think we've created a culture in church and in life in general, to where we love creating highlights, don't we? Anybody? We love it, man. And we love to compare their highlight to our real life. Well, my goodness, their hair looks amazing. Or they got this life, or they do that, or they do this. And throughout the whole thing, we're going, that's my highlight. That's their highlight. That should be my real life. And that's not even their real life. They just like how it looks. And they know you do, too, because you click double tap on it every time. Little heart. Woohoo! And like the reality is, watch this real connections share life together. Real connections go, you know what? I'm really struggling, man. I'm really going through some stuff. I'm really, this is hard for me. This is tough for me. Real life shares life, they share the ups, they share the downs, they share uh, life, not highlights. And here's the truth watch this. Because if we only share highlights, it creates even more struggle for us because we have to keep up with the grind of the highlight because God forbid we let somebody in God forbid we let somebody know that right before I walked in church this morning I was a little aggravated because I couldn't find clean socks for my two-year-old and all the parents said <laughs> right even if you got teenagers you like I remember those days and I don't miss them we had some friends over at our, our house on Saturday. Their baby spit up on his shoulder. He's like, oh, my God. He's like, I remember it. Don't miss it. Praise God. Share, we share those moments. You know why, why I need connections that share life? Man, I had a, a spiritual father in my life that passed away unexpectedly over, uh, about two weeks ago. I was actually in a hotel to see him less than 12 hours later when I got the phone call. And I was in there with a buddy of mine. And he was a spiritual father to him, too. And we were talking when we got the phone call. We sat in that room and we talked and we cried. I needed somebody to share life with. I needed somebody to go, hey, I, I can't, like, this, I'm so much in shock I can't talk. 
but like I'm getting choked up right now. It's, it's, it's hard. I don't, it don't make sense. We need somebody to share life with. So connection shares. Number two, connection builds. I, I, I love this one too. In Ephesians chapter 4, in, in verse 16, Paul again is writing to the church of Ephesus. And he makes this statement. He says, from whom the whole body, the whole body being fitted and held together by what every joint supplies according to the proper working of each individual part causes the growth of the body for the building up of itself in love. I, I love the way that the Apostle Paul or Pastor Paul, Preacher Paul, whatever, puts it right there in Ephesians chapter 4 verse 16. He says it like this. He goes, Hey, the whole body, the entire thing is fit and held together by what every joint supplies. In other words, we can put it like this. He's making a metaphor. We can put it like this. By what every person supplies. I know you may go, I don't have a part to play in the church. I don't have a part to play in, in, in what God's doing. I, I'm just going to show up, and if I just show up and I sit in the chair and I'm quiet and I amen when the pastor makes it awkward because nobody's saying anything, he says, y'all alive in here? Somebody got to say something, so I'll be that guy that says something. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> He's that guy that says something. I'll pay him $20 a week. Um, so, just kidding, I don't. It might be a negotiation now. Um, what is, I know we may go, I don't, I don't have a part to play in the body, but God says we do. God says every person on the face of the planet, when we give our lives to Christ and we walk in the body, God says every person on the planet has a part to play in the body of Christ to supply every need. Every part. I, I, I know, I know, like, I get it. You, you may not know how, maybe you do, maybe you don't know how to work the cameras in production. Maybe you do or maybe you don't know how to play the guitar. Maybe you do or maybe you don't uh, know how to keep your patience when a baby's screaming and needs their diaper changed. I don't know. Praise the Lord. Maybe you do, maybe you don't know how to do administrative stuff. Maybe you do, maybe you don't know how to do ushers or parking. I don't know, but here's what I do know. Watch this. What I do know is there's somewhere for you. And what I do know is there's somewhere for me. And it's not about having the platform and the microphone. It's about having the heart. We all have a part to play. And connections build. Connections build us up to make us better. Connections make us better all the way across the board. Watch this. Did you know? Did you know? I learned this a few years ago. I've always been fascinated by it. Did you know you could get a bucket? And you could get, uh, you could fill it or, or, or put like half of, half fill it with crabs. Like just, just little, little, I'm going to get you crabs, right? This whole time. I'm just having fun today, y'all. Welcome to Radiate Church. I'm going to get you. <laughs> so you put them in there and they start climbing to the top of the bucket. You know why they climb to the top of the bucket? They don't want to be in a bucket anymore. Same reason you climb to the top of the bucket. But before the crab gets out of the bucket, what will happen most of the time is another crab will reach up with their little claw, their little devil claw, and will grab their leg and pull them right back down into the bucket. The other crabs won't allow the one crab to get out of the bucket. So you can leave a, a bucket of crabs right there wherever you want without a lid on it, and it will not, they will not get out. Because the other crabs will never allow them to get out. Do you know why? 
Because they don't want anybody else to see success if they can't. How many times in our lives are we trying to get out of something, but the connections we have are the ones keeping us back? If I can't succeed, if I can't find peace, if I can't be loved, if I can't, neither can they. Connections build us up. Here's a question that I ask myself a lot, and I, I, honestly, I should probably ask it a little bit more, but a question you can ask yourself, are, are the relationships I'm in, are they better because of me or are they worse because of me? Am I pulling somebody down or am I lifting them up? Am I holding their feet so that they can get to higher places or am I grabbing their feet so that they get to lower places? What about the connections? What do I offer to the connections and relationships in my life? Because here's what it says. Watch this. It says, not only do you have a part to play, but when every part plays their part, it causes growth for the body of Christ. So in other words, when I don't play my part and I don't build and, and, and I don't make it better, watch this, I stunt the growth of the body of Christ. Wow. Connections aren't that important, Pastor. You just want people to sign up for life groups. No, I promise it's not that. It's that it stunts the body of Christ when I don't connect. When I don't play my role. I know some of us are like, listen, I just don't like people. I love God. Can't stand his kids. Hey, we can't. Love God, love others. It's not one or the other, it's one and the other. We do it all together. Connections matter. And then the third one is this. The third one is this. So connection shares, connection builds, and connection digs. Now this is the hard one. This is the one that, that hurts. This is the one where we're like, oh, I don't know about this one, Pastor. I don't know. Proverbs chapter 27, verse 17. Y'all having fun today? Yeah. Online, if you're having fun, throw some little hands up. I'll see them later. <laughs> Proverbs 27, 17 says this. Iron sharpens iron. So one man sharpens another. Iron sharpens iron. Let's see the, let's look at the word picture for a minute of that. Iron sharpens iron. One hard piece of metal, one hard piece of metal, and you cling them together. So what sharpens? Friction. Friction. I'm reading a book right now by Dr. Sam Chan. The title makes me uncomfortable. You want to hear it? You ready? It's not inappropriate. It's just uncomfortable. Ten the power of tension. The power of tension. You know what I don't like? Tension. You know what I've always thought? The people that like tension, they're just jerks. Jerks. Yeah, because I think you're pretty mean if you just like tension. You just like people to be mad at you. I don't like people to be mad at me. I don't want people to be mad at me. I want people to be happy. I want people to be like, oh, pastor, you're the best person I've ever met in my entire life. Tension doesn't allow that to happen. But why is, why is there power in tension? Because tension is friction. And sometimes we need friction to make us better. Connections dig. Watch this. Real connections. Think about this. Real connections dig into our soul and exposes things that needs to be exposed. 
Wow. Let me, let me, let me say that again. Real connections dig into our soul. They get into our marriage. They get into our character. They get into where our eyes are looking when no one else is around. They get into the things that we don't even want to talk. They dig into our soul, and they expose things that need to be exposed. Why do we need to expose things that need to be exposed? Because do you know one of the greatest ways that you can heal something is to expose it? You don't even know where you're hurt until it's exposed. You ever had a bruise you didn't know you had until you bumped into something else and it hit that exact spot? And then you're like, oh my gosh, my leg is falling off. Watch this. Sometimes we need people that come into our lives and go, you need to grow up. You have been drinking way too much for way too long in your life, and you've never gotten out of it. It's time for you to grow up. You're 40 years old. I, uh, uncomfortable, right? That was uncom I'm sorry. That was, too, that was too real. How about this one? You have been looking at things on the internet that you never should be going to in the first place. Oh, wait, sorry, that was too uncomfortable, too. Good! Too often we employ connections that just make us feel good. I need some connections that look at me and go, you're being a jerk to your wife. I need somebody that looks at me and goes, you need to manage your money better. I need somebody to look at me. You know what one of my, one of my best friends looks at me and does? When's the last time you read your Bible for something that wasn't a sermon? Yeah. Tell me about it. I'm the pastor. I float and wear a halo and glow. I should do all that stuff. No, we should all struggle. Real connection. Dig into your soul and expose things that need to be exposed. I'm on, I, I, John, can you help me? John, I need you to come back up here for a, for a second time today. Come on up. Y'all give our campus director, John Hobgood, the man, the myth, the legend himself. We, we matched today. We didn't do that on purpose, and I wish we never would have done it. Um, come on. <laughs> I love you. Um, come up here. And I'm going to ask you to deadlift 295 pounds in front of 100, 200 people, 150, 200 people today, and whoever's online. There was, there was a lot of people online earlier. Like, you got an audience today, John. And what goes on the internet doesn't come off. So this is on right now. I need 295 pound deadlift. Don't split your pants, because that's awkward for everybody. And... And I need you to like, make, like pick this thing up. And yet, I know what y'all are thinking. I know what y'all are thinking. Why don't you just do it, Pastor? I don't want to show John up. John works out more than me. I want to, his pride. I'm, it's, I'm helping him, all right? So it's for you, not me. I'm just here to serve the Lord. Praise God. Um, so I just need you for, to deadlift 290 five pounds for me today, all right? You got, get your grip. Nope, not that way, because then the weights fall, and I ain't picking them up. So um, right here in the middle, get your grip. It's a reverse grip. You're doing the double grip, the reverse grip thing, this thing right here. What's that called? Uh, reverse grip. I knew it, yes! <laughs> all right, are you ready? I'm going to count to three. I'm going to give you a second to count to three. Get your breath. Let's go. One, two. Don't make this awkward. Come on. 
One, two, three. Go, John. Pick it up. Let's go. Yep. All right. That's what I thought. Okay. All right. Let's. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. You ready? Like for real. Let's get 295. I, I really want to see him do this, y'all, without struggling too much. Let's see if you can get, get a rep up. You ready? You ready? All right. Come on. One, two. You, you got one fan back there. You need to pay them. You need to. I don't know who it was. In the name, that was Elliot. Praise God. Not only can he sing, he's your cheerleader. Give him pom-poms. You ready? Here we go. <laughs> One, two, three. Get it up. Let's go. Come on. Hey! Oh, okay. Yeah, don't fall. <laughs> don't fall. We got expensive lights back here. All right. I ain't worried about you. All right. They have hospitals for you, but I ain't buying those. All right. Again, we've already done that once. All right. It's pretty good. You did all right. You did okay. You, you, you got it up, 295. I could do that, but I'm just saying. Um, so, yeah, y'all need to shh. Um, so I, I'm going to ask Pastor Travis and Aaron Fulmer. Where are you at, Aaron? Aaron, come on, come on up, Aaron and Pastor Travis. Y'all give it up for them real quick. Let's go. Yes. All right. Got to have a girl finish your work for you. All right, so we're going to... Uh, <laughs> he cheered you on then laughed really hard at that one, so I'm just letting you know. The truth. All right, so y'all spread out how you need to spread out and, and do what you need to do. But I'm going to count to three again. And when I count to three, I want to see if y'all can get like, y'all think y'all can get five? Five reps in of it together? Four and a half. Four and a half. <laughs> Four and a half. Schmidt small around. All right, so we're going to do this thing. And, and let's uh, go ahead, get your grips, and I'm going to count to three. All right, and let's see if we can get five of them in. One, two, three. Go. One. There you go. All right. Come on. Two. There you go. PT said he ain't let it touch the ground. Three. Come on. Come on. Two more. Four. Let's go. Come on. Come on. Five. There you go. There you go. 295 pounds. You got it. All three of you, five. So there's your workout for today, right? Now, John, you did it by yourself, right? You got it up. You did good, right? You almost fell. We won't talk about that, except we just did. You just, and, and like, it was tough, right? I mean, it's heavy. It was heavy. It was 200, I mean, 295 pounds is a lot. That's a lot of weight, right? It was tough. Was it tougher by yourself or with them? I mean, it's an obvious question, but take your time. <laughs> by yourself, it was tougher, right? It wasn't that bad. How was it for you guys? It was easy, right? It didn't feel too bad, right? It didn't feel too hard. It was just the reps and, and getting out there. So what you're telling me is when you have help yeah. and you have people, you can carry the weight a lot easier and a lot further so if I were to ask you to farmer carry that and walk down the aisle you probably get what maybe halfway maybe to the end of the row a couple of laps <laughs> Revelation 21 8 now look it up talks about liars um, <laughs> just kidding John I love you watch this but if you carried it with all three you could probably seriously carry it a whole lot further, three, four, five times further than you could by yourself. So what I'm learning is, right here, this is obviously very blatant and obvious, but the more people we have, the more weight we carry, the further we can carry it. Is that right? And so here, here's the truth. Watch this. You can carry 295, but when you got Aaron, and you got Travis, and you got me, you got other people that'll come alongside. You can grab whatever weight comes your way, and you can carry it throughout life because you got somebody.
that, that balances the weight with you. Y'all give it up for our help real quick today. Good job. Watch this. I really want us to grab the... I know you're like, oh, that was an obvious point. Exactly. Watch this. Maybe you've tried to carry a whole lot of weight by yourself for a really long time. And here's what I've learned in my life. I can do this a whole lot better when I got a group of guys that I can call brothers that help me carry the weight as well. When I'm going through a struggle, I can carry, I can call Pastor Jeff in North Carolina or Mitch in North Carolina or John Mark or Brad or Chuck. I can call Pastor Daniel. I can call, you know, so Pastor Dean, Pastor Mark. So, so many people all across our state and our nation that I, I'm honored to do life with. I can go, hey, I, I need some help. I need some help dealing with this. Because this right here, this is hard. Or, or I can go, like, I've, I've, I've given permission to people in my life to look at them and go, you feel free to expose in me what needs to be exposed. Because I don't want to create a vacuum where nobody can tell me the truth. Maybe you hadn't even thought about it. But you live, you live life so isolated, you can't laugh, you got nobody to laugh with. You got nobody to cry with, you got nobody to talk with, you got nobody to play golf with. You got nobody to talk about the Bible with. You got nobody to go, hey, I don't even understand, pastor preached this this week, and it don't even make sense to me. Help me. Can I tell you that, in and of itself, is the very reason that life groups exist? And why we do Sundays and life groups. And that's really it. Because that's what it's about. Let's grow together and do life together. And so maybe you've done that. Or maybe your first step isn't even a life group. Maybe your first step is salvation. It's giving your life to Jesus and going, I can't do this by myself. But you carry it for me. And your Bible says that I'll never be alone as long as I give my life to you. And you carry my burden maybe that's your call today if you would just bow your heads with me today I just want to pray with you and then we're going to get out of here and we're going to go sign up for some life groups and we're going to go get ready for what God has for us this week but if you're in the room and you'd say you know what I need to give my life to Jesus I've never prayed that prayer and I know it's not the prayer that saves me but it is the active submission there if that's you and You've never done that. Today's your day. Would you, if you're in the room, just hold your hand up right where you are. And I'd just love to pray with you and just pray over you. We'd love to put a Bible in your hand and some resources so that we can live this out together. And maybe if you're online, there's going to be some things that come up that you can click a link or text in. We want to walk it out with you. You're not alone. We'll send stuff to you. We'll be in touch with you because we want to do this together. If that's you and you're ready to give your life to Jesus, would you hold your hand up right where you are today so that we can give you some resources and just pray? Amen. I just want to pray that because I don't know who online is praying that prayer, but if you are ready to give your life to Jesus, just pray forgiveness and submit your life to him right now. Father, we thank you for the sacrifice of Jesus Christ and that you love us enough to give us access to relationship with you and hope. God, I pray that you... 
God, just forgive us. We accept your sacrifice. And we just say, we want to live in relationship with you forever. We know that you died for us because you love us. And we want to live with you. So take our hand, walk with us. Teach us what we need to know. Let us create the disciplines we need to create. And God, I just pray right now. And thank you for welcoming us into the family of God. And Lord, for every person in the room right now and online, God, as we sign up for connections, we sign up for relationships and life groups, and we sign up to create those and talk about the Bible, and we create friendships and family. God, I thank you that we get to live this out in relationship with you. It means so much that you believe that much in us. And God, just take our relationships, take our groups, take our connections, and let them be God-centered. God, let them change our lives. But not just change our lives. Let us change lives for you. We honor you. We worship you in your name. Amen.